Hello and welcome to Psychics and Sidekicks. I'm your host, Sean Bennett, and I have got my sister-in-law with me today, Carly Wally Woo, as Donna likes to call her. <laughs> oh, Carly Wally Farley Lally. I'm just being uh, informed that it's Carly Wally Farley Lally now. So, shall we start again? <laughs> no, let's just carry on. Carly, thank you very much for agreeing to come on and tell us about your exploits as a paranormal investigator. Is that yep, right? that's right. And you're going to tell us today about some of your exploits as a paranormal yep. investigator. Yep. And just for a little bit of context, before we started this podcast, uh, we had actually hadn't found out that long before then that you were into paranormal investigations. We knew you had <laughs> um, an interest in the paranormal, but we didn't realise you were part of a group of paranormal investigators. Yep. And it was a bit of a surprise for us when we set out doing... A blind investigation with South Yorkshire Amateur Paranormal Society, and then found out as went to a meeting. Oh, um, I recognise her. <laughs> I'm related to her. So, and I could hear her coming <laughs> down the hallway. She's making reference to Mrs. B, who's sitting quietly in the corner there. Um, so, yeah, tell us about your interest and when you got involved, first of all, in paranormal investigations. So I think I started originally back in 2010 believe it or not, um, where I arranged for a private ghost hunt with my charity, basically to raise funds. Yeah. Um, and it all stemmed from there. So we did a private ghost hunt, and from there I then went on and just did ghost hunt after ghost hunt, and done quite a few now, so dozens and <laughs> dozens of ghost hunts I've done now, yeah. Brilliant. So uh, you mentioned a charity. What charity is that, or was that? Uh, that was Willow Dog Rescue. So we raised funds for that through a private ghost hunt. Um, and then, yeah, off I went. Ghosting to, ghost hunting with the company that organised it for us. And that's the one I've referred to, South Yorkshire Amateur Paranormal No, Society, this was actually was ghost, uh, this was ghost night events. So they're no longer running, right. unfortunately. But, um, yeah, ghost night events is where I started it. So that started you off. Yeah. Um, so how many have you done so far then, do you oh, think? I, the, it's I, quite a few years. I'd say at least 100. Brilliant. Yeah, all over the country as well. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. So tell us about, I think probably your first real experience, what, what happened in that particular so, one? Did you find anything? Out of all of them, there's probably, I'd say, about 99% nothing happens, or nothing significant happens anyway. So the way I go into it, I'm a believer. I don't need any proof. But the way I go into a ghost hunt is I like to try and find proof for the one sceptic who needs it. Yeah. So I'll go in, open mind, and I will try and explain it. So if there's someone who can feel a draft, there is probably a window open, <laughs> <laughs> that type of thing. Um, Those obvious things. Yeah, little obvious things like that. Building cooling down, warming up. They can account for the creaks and bangs and that that you hear. But the one for me, so the, out of the, all the ghost hunts I've done, there's three that stand out for me. One was at the Thackeray Medical Museum in Leeds, um, where I had my hair pulled. Um, so the Thackeray Medical Museum... Is that why she shaved her head? <laughs> <laughs> no, she hasn't really shaved no. her head, I'm kidding. I did have longer hair back then, <laughs> and it was an important tale, but we were... The Thackeray Med Medical Museum, I believe, used to be a workhouse, and it's now a museum full yep. of all, like, potion bottles and lots of different equipment, and it... Bit of a spooky place when you're walking around in the dark because there's a hell of a lot of mannequins, mm -hmm. which 
can make you jump if you Just pass you bit, pan yeah. your torch around and then there's a mannequin stood there with a saw about to take someone's leg off. <laughs> but yeah. Um but we were down in the cellar. And it was it was a dark room, but not overly dark. So you had mm-hmm. all the it was lit by the um you know the exit signs above. Yeah. And there were a couple of people with torches on. And I was sat on the floor. And I used to go ghost hunting with two friends, Tom and Laura. Um and that that time it was just me and Tom and we were allowed to wander around, do his own investigation, you got the equipment to go off with. And we were sat downstairs in the cellar, I was sat on the floor and the lady opposite was doing, um, she'd got some crystals out and she was, which I was watching her do that and all of a sudden my hair went and it was full on pulled. Yeah. I thought Tom had walked behind me um, and I thought my hair had got caught and I went with it just as he put the torch on and he was about four foot to my right, right. sat on the floor. <laughs> I looked behind and I was about two foot away from the wall so it had not caught on the wall yeah. and it had not caught on my clothes. So I have no explanation as to where that came from. But on the opposite side of the room it happened at the exact same time to another woman as well. <laughs> Interesting, somebody with long arms, Stretch Armstrong's ghost was in the room. <laughs> so I've got no explanation, never happened since. Yeah. Never had that. Never Things. had that experience yep. at all. That's so. an interesting one then. So on from that, your next one? So next one from that would probably be Drake Low Tunnels in Kidderminster. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Drake Low Tunnels. I it's haven't. a vast underground system of tunnels and it's huge. Um, a little bit eerie in itself that you can pan your torch down and you cannot even see the end of these tunnels and yeah. you're not allowed to just wander around if you get lost down there you could be gone for right. days um, but to put it in perspective you could easily probably stand a double decker bus on top of each other that's the size they're not like little squat tunnels yeah. they are huge um, and I believe they were used in the war for um, some sort of communication trying to get hold of messages and things like that and there's no electricity down there past where the canteen is so as you come in through the tunnel, um, you go to the canteen and then you go off down into the tunnels. I think the army still use them for yeah. um, training purposes. And it was me, Laura and Tom. So we'd gone down with Ghost Night events again. Um, and off we went to explore. Um, when you turn the lights off and all the torches are off. It's proper black. Yeah, you cannot <laughs> see the light. You, you cannot see your hand in front of the face. It's, it is absolutely pitch black um and you can hear bangs in the distance which i have no idea what they are it could be things falling um how many bangs we heard i'd probably be questioning the structural (laughs) 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 um it could well be something like um a road above one of the tunnels and it could be the traffic who knows but down there we were in one of the side tunnels which was off one of the main ones and from there um tom was sort of facing back towards the main tunnel and me and laura were facing him and we could see the back wall of that tunnel but that tunnel was still about 30 foot high and all of a sudden there was a light that hit the back of that wall and hit lit the whole room up the whole back wall And went off after a second. And I don't know where that light came from. So it weren't it certainly wasn't a torch because it was too big yeah. to be a torch. And it was Tom didn't see it. 
but me and Laura saw it at the same time. So that would rule out one of us maybe seeing things, you know, playing yeah, yeah. a trick. Um, so I can't explain that because there was no electricity down there either. And the light didn't come from behind us because Tom didn't see it and there was no shadows cast on the wall either. And there was nobody behind him. So I have no idea where that light So the light came. was effectively behind him. Behind him and it on, lit the whole the wall, wall up and then went. Interesting. So I, don't, I have no explanation for that either. Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no explanation. <laughs> and at what pace did you leave? No, we didn't, happened. actually. We both did just went, oh. You out then. <laughs> no, no, no. We both just went, oh, yeah. did you see that? So would you say you're easily spooked or not? No, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. So from those two explanations that you've already given us, I would say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about your funniest? Oh, oh, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest one was at St. Catherine's Sanatorium in Doncaster. So <laughs> we were allowed to go off and explore that place on our own. Um, and me and my other friend Julie went on that one. And as you can imagine, a sanatorium, it's got lots of long corridors and rooms branched off. Um, and I'd taken some dowsing rods and I was mm-hmm. sat in this room on the floor. Again, I'm always sitting on the floor. Um, and I got the dowsing rods and Julie was sort of sat behind the door of this room. And at that point, again, I had my hair long. And it was down, so it possibly looked something like out of the grudge, if you actually looked into the room. Yeah. <laughs> Pitch black, and this bloke walked past and panned his torch in to see me sitting on the floor with my head down <laughs> and my long hair dripped to either side. <laughs> I nearly gave him a heart attack. <laughs> he literally, there were some expletives, which I can't repeat, <laughs> and he was gasping for breath. <laughs> So, yeah, that was quite funny. And then I lost it. Then I could not stop laughing yeah. <laughs> at that point. But, yeah, you do get some good ones so like that. You've been mistaken for a ghost then. I've been, yeah, yeah. I've also had um, another one where we went out with a colleague and we were all stood in the, this was the old Victorian schoolhouse at Nottingham. And um, that had quite high ceilings as well. So we were stood at the bottom of the staircase and you know the light sensors that if you yeah. come in, the motion sensors, it turns the light on. The, the company we, we went with had put polystyrene cups over all the sensors so the lights didn't come on. And we were down there. Um, and there was about 40 of us because we just started doing a walk around. And we're all stood in the dark and all of a sudden the light came on. And everybody couldn't believe that this light had come on. And I looked over to where one of my colleagues was stood. And he was stood looking up. And behind him was the light switch, which he'd turned on with his head. (laughs) (laughs) And the rest of the group, I think, thought it was paranormal (laughs) that this light switch had come on. But as he'd looked back, he'd turned the light on with his head. Brilliant. (laughs) Did he not feel it? I don't know. He said he didn't, but it was (laughs) plainly obvious that's exactly what he'd just done. So that was debunked then? That was debunked, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> another funny one, and it's something I've I've actually mentioned this in another podcast with uh, the previous guest. I was telling him about one that we did collectively in this place in Mexborough Community Hub. Oh yeah. So, just to expand on what was probably a very abridged version, or um, 
probably Sean's version, which was nothing like what really happened. Tell us about Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters. So we were in the room downstairs, which does have an awful feel about it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really quite oppressive down there. And we've got the ghost box on. So with the ghost box, you hook it up to some earphones. And then if you're listening to the earphones, all it does is play the radio stations in quick succession. Um, And the people not listening to that ask questions. And then if you get them through on the earphones, you basically just say what you're hearing. So you can't actually hear what they're asking. um, And hopefully if it marries up, you're getting adequate responses nothing was coming through it was just static um so ash who was with us decides to try and swap the earphones for the speaker and as he unplugged the earphones from the radio it just stopped and was halfway through ghostbusters (laughs) (laughs) but by rights it shouldn't just stop and go on to a radio station it should continue yeah, so the purpose of these devices, for the benefit of anybody that's not uh, not seen them, is that they just constantly scan, scan channels. radio channels. Um, and they don't stop. Some people call it white noise, but it's not really white noise in that sense, is it? It's just no, that. it's just um, snippets of radio channels. Sort of millisecond burst of one channel and then another yeah. and another and another. So it stuck, on, uh, it stuck on Ghostbusters, which is what it's not supposed to do. It's not supposed <laughs> to fix on any channel. What did Ash do next? Um, well, we all creased up laughing um, and then just had to leave the room because I think that <laughs> until we composed <laughs> ourselves after that. So it's not always scary with ghost hunts and I do tend to find the more laughter you have, the more energy it brings and then you tend to get um, responses, which happened um, at Stonegate at York, which is my other one. Yeah. That. So tell us about Stonegate at York. Stonegate at York's no longer open unfortunately and it was portrayed itself as one of the most haunted places in york mm-hmm. which is also one of the most haunted places in the uk so as you go in it's on a normal street in york um and as you went in it was made out like the little gift shop you could buy things like wands and stuffed bats and um ceramics of the devil and <laughs> things like that so you, you already went in with the idea it was going to be a spooky place. Uh-huh. So you sort of have to put that, if you're investigating out your mind, because it's obviously subjective. Yeah. It can cause you to be a bit fearful as you go yeah. in anyway. Um, and on that investigation, we got a young lad with a special needs, and he was so excited about being on an investigation. Um, and we were in one of the rooms upstairs, and we did table tipping. Um, so table tipping is where... You all put your fingers on a table, ask for questions, and hopefully the table will start tipping. Um, so we did that, and straight away, it started tipping up onto one leg, which caused this young lad to set off laughing. And then it just kept going and going to the point it was practically spinning around, and we were almost having to chase it. It was then jumping to another leg and going another way, I could not explain how this was happening. And if somebody was pushing it, then they did an amazing job at keeping that table under control with six people holding it. Um, it was... It was so when the, when the table's spinning, as you say, yeah. are you all then having to sort of We've move around in a with circle it, yeah. with it? Yeah. Because you've got to keep your fingers on it. got to keep your fingers on, on it. And, the and there were times where people, everybody's fingers were off and somebody was touching it at one point, but not always the same person. Yeah. So I can't understand how... 
somebody could have been pushing it. Um, and then we the time just got away. I don't even know how long we were doing that for, but the other group ended up coming to look for us because we'd been that long. Um, and we ended the session, but this lad, the entire time, was just laughing and giggling, and I think that was just adding to it. And we all ended the session and stood back and trying to compose ourselves as to what had just happened. And all of a sudden, the table just jumped on its own, and three of us went to catch it. So I don't know. Nobody was touching it at that point. So I don't know if that just sort of, like, electrified it. And they do say that spirits feed off energy. So, potentially. Very good. Could have happened, yeah. <laughs> so what kind of table was it? It was only like a little um, square fold-up trestle table. Yeah. Right. Made of... Wood. Made of wood. Just plain old MDF. Which is not actually a very good conductor of electricity. No, no, no not no, at all. No. So, interesting then that it's, uh, it's doing all of that. Um, and yeah, as you say, of reacting to energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what did Laughing Boy do then for the rest of the night? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. Um, but Stonegate at York is another one where there was a room called the Seance Room in Stonegate at York, and it had um, a large, and I think it was an oak, but huge table, and it had um, a crystal ball in the middle of it. And it had what are called bucket chairs, you know, the yeah. big chairs with the high arms all the way around it. And we had sit round there and the lights went off and um, somebody was asking questions and we were listening for responses, whether it was taps or bangs or anything. Didn't get anything. But all of a sudden, I just felt there was somebody stood to my left and they were not happy. Yeah. To the point, it felt like it was a man who was gripping the table so hard and he was absolutely livid about something and I did not dare look to my left. And I just kept saying to myself, it's because you're sat in a bucket chair, it's just the arm, it's just the arm, but don't look, don't look, because you don't know what you're going to see. So I just kept looking off to the right and waiting for the end of the session and I sort of felt a bit stupid to be honest, that I was feeling like that because I was thought it's you've gone in through this gift shop that's basically set you up for all this, and I thought I'm I'm just a victim here of it being my yeah, figment put, of put my imagination. Yeah, to, to it's just the bucket chair, just the bucket chair, and then end of the session, I looked around, there was nothing there. I didn't think anything else of it. I didn't mention it to anybody because I felt so stupid. Yeah. A couple of years later. So the lady who ran Ghost Night Events, um, we then, because we'd such a regular customer of hers, um, went on a private ghost hunt to her house. And there was a celebrity medium there. And he asked me what ghost hunts we'd been doing and and what one were my favourite. And I mentioned Stonegate at York because of the table tipping. And he said, oh, I've been to Stonegate at York. I don't like that seance room. That's where that guy strangled his wife. <laughs> so <laughs> that would account for the guy gripping the table. Yeah. And I don't know whether I picked up on that or what, but yeah, it was just at that point a couple of years later where I thought, mm, maybe there was something in that one. Mm. Mm. So you mentioned, you mentioned then that it was a celebrity. Yeah. 
Can you name him? Ian or Lawman. A... Oh, I've heard of Ian Lawman. <laughs> <laughs> As many yeah. people will have. Yeah. Um, well, on the subject of Ian Lawman, then, do you watch the uh, programmes that help my house is on? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Um, it's TV. <laughs> so... <laughs> take everything on tv a little bit with a pinch of salt um i think yeah i mean entertainment purposes really um it's that type of thing there is there's other programs i prefer to watch than that i'd say that when me and donna have been watching uh that for a little while became our favored one because it just felt more authentic um but of late the last last series in particular the, the latest series just felt a little bit manufactured and OTT yeah. and everybody had to have um, an exorcism and it just it just it lost some authenticity for yeah. me to be fair which is a shame because I actually think that the guys that are in it are quite good yeah I prefer um, the TAPS team in America the ghost hunters because they yeah. go in to debunk it so I prefer them uh-huh so in terms of technology then, what's your favourite piece of tech when you're going on an investigation? What would be your go-to, something that you would absolutely never go without? I do like the ghost box, um, especially when you can do it as an experiment with the earphones on so you can't actually hear what somebody's asking. And then if that mirrors up, that's quite good evidence, I think. Um, the EMF, but you've still got to be quite careful with the EMF because it can obviously pick up on just somebody receiving a text message. Yeah. So you've got to make sure everybody in the group has got their phones off or on flight mode. But again, it can pick up um, fuse boxes. I've had that at Cannon Hall where it, all of a sudden it was going off and behind one picture the fuse box was there. Yeah. It's that type of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got to be careful with them. Um, I do sometimes like the old-fashioned ones as well. I do like a pair of dowsing rods. Yeah. So I can find them quite... In a recent episode, I spoke with um, Chris Sumner, who runs, um, it's an all-female group in America, and she talks very much about how they they actually do research a place because they go in and they try to find lots of things about the environment, Mm -hmm. and so it's a controlled environment, they know what they can eliminate, what they might expect, and what absolutely shouldn't be there. Um, And those things like the EMF and those. What's your thoughts on EVPs? Um, I quite like EVPs. Um, we've caught, on that investigation we did, um, we caught a couple of them EVPs where we did at the, where did the colliery? Oh, we the Hemingfield colliery, yeah. yeah. We did catch a couple of them EVPs. And one, um, as we were going through the footage, uh, we heard a scream. And we actually heard two screams, but one of us was one of the girls in the team. Getting excited. No, explaining what oh, she'd right, just okay. heard. Um, so you can't hear it on one of the things, but you can hear it on the other, yeah. and then you hear her say it. Um, and also we caught somebody say yes in response to a question, um, and that was very close to two male members, and it was a female voice. Yeah. And you can see on the camera, the we're all, all the girls in the team are all at the other side of the room, and not one of us speaks. So I do find EVPs quite interesting, but again, you've got to be careful, because sometimes I think... Somebody just whispering quite close can... Yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's got yeah. to be 
I think it's going to be on quite a high sensitivity. Yeah. So it, it could be something that's a little bit further away that gives you that impression. Yes, yeah, so you've got to be careful yeah. with it, I think. So you mentioned then Hemifield. Uh, what was your experience of that? Because that was um, that was a bit of an experiment that we did as a group or it as a, a pair of groups, us and uh, Andy Beasley. So there's myself, Andy and Donna in one car and all of you guys in a couple of cars following us. What was your experience there? What did you think about it? I quite enjoyed it. I really did quite enjoy it. And I, I quite liked the um, the setup of it and how none of us knew anything about it. Yeah. So we couldn't research um, because, like you say, I was literally getting ready to leave the house before you sent me the postcode as to where we were going. <laughs> so didn't actually have time to do any sort yeah. of research. And it's that type of experiment I like where we both independently investigated it and came out with the same result yeah. at the end. Um, it's like if I'm doing a ghost hunt, I do quite like to ask a spirit to go and touch somebody on the head or on the shoulder in another group. Yeah. And then if they come back and say, I've been touched on the shoulder, does that verify what's just happened? It's yeah. Or it, can they it gives you something to yeah. to say, well, I can't explain it. Um and talking to Chris Sumner again, it, there was a, a comment, there's something that they have on their website they put in there that they're not saying it's absolutely verifiable paranormal, yeah. but it's unexplained. Yeah. So they, they can rule out so many things, but it's unexplained at the unexplained, end. Unexplained, yeah. But it happened. Yeah. And I think that's where we all like to come from, really. And um, not just being silly about it and mm. get getting it um a reaction and run screaming for the hills. Controlled environment to some extent. Yeah. But, um, well, that's similar to that table tipping event Yeah. in Stonegate. Now, that might not have been a spirit doing it, but I find it just as fascinating that a group of strangers can work so well together and cause a table to do that yeah. without speaking to each other or <laughs> and working together in some sort of subconscious mm. way. Yeah. I find it's that just powerful. as just as fascinating. Yeah, very powerful version of non-verbal communication yeah. if that's what you can generate yeah, as a group exactly. of people. Exactly. So I find that just even if it's not a ghost, is yeah. it? How are we working together? So what have you got lined up for twenty twenty four? Um nothing as yet, but I'm hoping we're going to have some good ghost hunts coming up. So I think as a group we're trying to get extra some different places. Yeah. Um, booked in and, and things like that. Well, I that. might have a couple of suggestions for you then, uh, oh, depending on locality and, and your willingness to travel. But there's um, there's a couple in uh, Telford that I've been talking to quite a lot, uh, and they do quite a few um, paranormal investigations. They, they get into one or two places. I think they, they've got to that stage now where they're getting invited to go to places. People are reaching out to them. Yeah. And I was talking to Andy the other day, and he's, he said, like, and he's got a couple of places he'd like to get us across to. Yeah. So if anybody in the group's interested in going across mm, Shropshire sure, yeah. part of the world, me and Donna will be no-brainers because we love going there for, for breaks anyway. So we'll tie it into something like that. But, yeah, if you're, if you're up for that, I can let you know and um, see if we can get you on the gang. Yeah, be good. Fantastic. Anything else that you want to tell any... Um, Want to be paranormal investigators? If somebody's thinking about it, what what's the first steps they should take? Um, find a local group. Um, there's plenty of companies out there that do ghost hunts. Just make sure they don't. They're a, they're a, legit, a legitimate group, and they don't fabricate things. Um, 
a lot of the time I've been, nothing's actually happened. And then that just proves that that group does not set anything up. Even in places where you would expect things to happen. So I've done um, East Drive, Pontefract. Yes, I meant to ask you about that actually. And um, that completely slipped my mind. So thank you very much for answering the question. East Drive at Pontefract. We literally had nothing. Nothing. (laughs) So one of the most haunted places supposedly allegedly yeah yep and nothing happened um apart from me making that guy jump in saint Catherine's sanatorium which is somewhere you'd expect to be haunted yeah. again nothing <laughs> happened um the pubs i've done and things like that not had anything so i'd say 99 percent of the things yeah it's quiet so just make sure you get a legitimate group basically yep brilliant and um your group, how can people get in touch with you? Um, it finds us on Facebook and we've got our own website as well. So South Yorkshire Amateur Paranormal Society. Just Google searches and we'll pop up. Um, so we're hoping to get some more public events going this year. So keep an eye out and follow us on Facebook. Lovely. And where are you based? Uh, we are based at Wath Hall in South Yorkshire. Um, so yeah, fantastic venue that one is. Lovely. So, <laughs> well, before we wrap up then, just tell us a little bit about your home venue because we have been down a couple of times yeah as well so, there, so I, we can't miss that one out i don't want to give too much away in case anybody does actually come but we do yep. have um a resident guest that we have there that sometimes pays an appearance um but yeah we've had uh good some some good sellers down there that you can uh take loan vigils in and yep. yeah it's it's good it is a good venue. Good stuff. And have you got any planned in Wathall? Any um, not at the moment. We've got a group um, session booked in for next week, so we'll start discussing new events coming up. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Right, well, thank you very much for being a guest on Sidekicks and Sidekicks. I'm sure we'll get you back at some other time, um, probably even to talk about any an investigation that we've done together later on. Excellent. Thank you. No worries. Bye-bye.